Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Like a like.
everyone, and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a Reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where we are streaming to you live as we do every Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our chat room is open, so feel free to join the discussion. You know what to do. That's already happening there. We'll keep an eye on the chat room, and if we can get a question in, we certainly will do that for you. And please use your Bluetooth if you're driving about. You can just call in to the show to continue to listen at 347-2020-227. For those of you inquiring about my CD, Imagine, it is available for sale on my website, and finally it is fixed. You can actually get it pretty much using any browser. I have not had a complaint all week. So go ahead and go in and check that out. It's four tracks of 70 minutes of Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl Healing Music, that was recorded without any digital engineering or remastering whatsoever. So it's very organic in that what you hear on the CD is exactly what you would hear if you attended one of my live concerts. And we've received some pretty impressive feedback, everything from relieving stress, inducing uninterrupted sleep, reducing pain and inflammation, eliminating chronic coughing, relieving migraines. It's incredible what this little CD can do. I never expected this, but apparently it's doing a whole lot of good for a whole lot of people. So if you're interested, go to quantumwellness.org and scroll down to the video so you can learn more about sound therapy and how it may be able to benefit you. So much of our life is a result of what we believe, so that it becomes almost impossible to distinguish the truth from belief. However, if we live with an open mind so as to allow in a greater reality, one where everything becomes possible, where life can expand instead of contract, where you become the driver of an expansive universe that responds exactly to your thoughts, then it would stand to reason that our beliefs would change and therefore our life would change. And when you allow in more, you see more. And when you see more, you become more. When you become more, you experience more. That's pretty much what life is all about. This is exactly what we're talking about tonight with my guest, Daniel Recknitzer, author of The All-Knowing Diary, The Truths You Were Never Told, How to Harness All-Knowing to Make the Right Decisions Every Time. And Daniel made a life-changing discovery about 16 years ago. When he was in complete space of stillness, he discovered his mind became like an antenna, and he was able to capture information akin to tuning into a channel on a radio. But he wasn't tuning into a channel on a radio. He was tuning into the all-knowing. And he found he was able to learn the root cause of illness, access issues behind relationship failures, and determine why we have the beliefs we do which cause us to struggle on so many levels. And he's here to inspire and inform all of us so we too may become aware and gain the information we need to make decisions that guide us along our true path. Good evening, Daniel. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight. How are you being this evening? Hi, T-Love. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I am being well. I've just had a beautiful walk on the beach. It's about uh, 3 p.m. in L.A., and we're out in Malibu, and we just beautiful stroll the sun is out the blue sky so i i'm being well thank you yeah well you're welcome you know i was so excited after i met you at the inats conference in denver in june i brought your book back and i perused through it because i like to read the books right before the show and i'm sorry i didn't read your book sooner because i could have been doing things a lot faster than now (laughs) 
But yeah. your book, The All-Knowing Diary, is actually a true story. It's your life journey, and it answers the, you know, your questions that are really not so different from the ones that many of us have and ask ourselves all the time. So I was wondering if you would, if you wouldn't mind, please tell our listeners how you came to write this book. Wow. I don't know if we've got enough time, T. I, um, <laughs> it really is my life journey. You know, from the time I was very young, I was fed a lot of personal development material, um, raised up with a lot of that positive affirmations and positive thinking. But simultaneous to that, I was also fed a lot of self-doubt and a lot of negative belief systems. So my life was really the, I guess, the understanding of, of, of huma- exactly what humanity has been going through. There's the understanding of why, as human beings, do we suffer when there is so much beautiful enlightenment information out there? Why is that happening? And so as, as the years progressed, it became about, um, I always felt like a, a chess piece moving across a chessboard. I was being shown one lesson after the other, very advanced lessons for my age, until the point where I got very connected within my own intuition, and, and let me say that was after a lot of uh, brick walls. It was after a lot of struggle that I decided that, okay, well, the way I'm going, the way I'm thinking isn't what's working. So I better start listening to that soft, gentle voice that keeps knocking at my door persistently. I better start listening to that instead. So as I, as I started to trust in that inner knowing, that voice became louder, it became clearer and crisper to the point where it became a fundamental part of my life. There wasn't a decision being made without talking to that voice. And there wasn't a moment where we weren't talking. So, you know, the rest is really history. And that's how that book came to be. It's like, all right, well, now that we're talking, I've got a lot of questions to ask. There's a lot I want to know. And and that's the uh, the all-knowing diary right there. Well, what's beautiful about this is that you knew that you were speaking to the all-knowing, and it, it is actually each one of us, our own higher self, if you will, our own inner guidance that is telling us what we need to know because we're all connected to the all-knowing. So you never questioned that. You just knew, okay, this is my in- intuition, but I know where I'm connected. Well, you know what? In a lot of ways, I did question it, but that was, that was, where, that was where the struggle was. So the first part of my life was question, 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 deny, resist, kick and scream. Um, but it did get to a point where I, I had to confront that the path that I was choosing of my own accord was creating the life I didn't want. And that's when I said, all right, now I'll stop questioning. And, you know, even to this day, there is, there is that in the background. There is questioning there. But there is much less questioning and much more acceptance and listening. So that's part of the journey. Now, with all of this that you've done, and, and I don't know that you've, you've probably been asked this a million times, but it doesn't, it doesn't come up in your book at all. Do you consider yourself an intuitive or a psychic? I mean, I know that you're a healer because whenever we're doing this type of work, we are. But do you consider yourself to be psychically intuitive? Well, you know, it, it, it all depends on how you define those words. I, I relate to myself as an all-knowing being. If there's information that I need to access, I tune in and the information flows to me. If I need to know what's at the root cause of somebody's illness, I can tap in and the answers come to me. So, yeah, if you want to call that psychic or being intuitive, um, for me, 
I want to, I'm trying to get people to, to embrace an even larger perspective that you're an all-knowing being. There's nothing beyond your reach. And, and that's kind of a little bit more how I relate to myself. So, yeah, you can definitely say that, sure. Sure. I mean, I think we all are. It's how much we flex the muscle. And you've obviously taken the time to flex the muscle and really get a good grasp on it. You know, in my work, I can, I can hone in on someone and determine what's going on with them. But I've also learned that that's really not what I'm supposed to be doing. I've learned that mm. I need to just play with the energy and allow it to go and not worry about the results because I used to be so, I have to make this person well. And that's not me. That's my ego getting in the way. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so a, I can that's under- a, That's been a tough lesson for me because we do a lot of healing work. That's been one of my first experiences with disability is to see the, the illness and why it's there. And, yeah, I had to really learn that, hang on, healing is that person's responsibility. Right. And I'm here to facilitate a truth and that the healing resides in the body that's, that's unwell. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's, that's been a big part of my journey as well. And it is interesting because it all kind of comes together and you know that you're connected to something greater than yourself but it, or greater than your human self, and you just yeah, know that yeah. that's where you need to be to access the information. You know, you stated in your book that the human brain, misunderstood by so many, actually transcends space and time. It is all-knowing, like an antenna, broadcasting and receiving information. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, but I think most people don't understand that. They don't know how to access more of their brain power. And I really think sometimes that has to do with where they are in life, that they first need to, there are changes they need to make in order to do it. And the first is, well, their entire belief about who they are, their identity, so that they can get a better grasp on who they are. As you said, we're not just human beings, we're all-knowing beings. But that's That's a really tall order for people to do, isn't it? Well, yeah, well, look, the, the biggest obstacle for most people is just letting in the concept that, that it is what their brain is intended to do. Um, but you know what? You know, this has been so beautiful to you because whilst this journey took me a very long time and it was uh, full of struggle uh, in being able to access this all-knowing intelligence, you know, uh, and this is something I did many years ago, I said, all right, well, it took me a long time, but how can I teach somebody else this? What is the fastest, easiest way to teach them? And you know, over chiseling away from my limiting beliefs, my limiting perspective, we now have a teaching methodology where we can teach someone how to access that whole brain in under an hour. And that, that's, that's, that has been a direct result of how much I've had to move through to see that that was even possible. That's a huge feat, and yet I know that you do that. I know that you do yeah. that. Yes, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is incredible because when you talk about self-belief, and most of us, we're not raised that way, we start picking up on other energies pretty much from the moment of conception. And yeah. even though it should be really easy for us to tap into that which we already are connected to, we don't know how to do it. We don't know we're already connected to it, and we come in knowing, but then through learning from parents and teachers and siblings and society, we lose it all. It's, it's, it's gone, and we become reprogrammed from a very early age to only believe what has been proven in this world. So we really need to get back to that self-belief, to reconnecting with what we know to be true. And I know that when I – yes, well, they, they, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing something very interesting to you that I'll share with you on that. 
we've got, we've just had a, a little girl. She's now four months old. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. She's beautiful. She's been born in the USA. And I want to tell you that story in parallel to my upbringing. So my upbringing was, you're not good enough at this. You're not smart at that. This is never going to work. Life's going to suck. You're going to be disappointed on a continual basis and so on and so forth. So I was raised with pretty much zero self-belief whatsoever. Now, I had to then work very hard to see the truth, to see past those limiting beliefs. And the more you see the truth, the more that higher self begins to shine and you get access to that all-knowing. Whereas conversely, this little girl, from, the, from before she was born, and her higher self had been speaking to us, telling us exactly where she wants to be born. I want to be born in America, exactly mm-hmm. under the, the situations. I want to be born at home. So now this is very interesting because the, from the time she was in the womb, whenever the higher self wanted to talk to me, she would kick her mum in the tummy. Mm-hmm. The higher self has had full control over this body from day dot. Very interesting. Which she kicked the mum, and then I'd have to tune in and talk to the higher self and write whatever I needed. But even now, after she's been born, she will scream her head off. <laughs> I'm not listening to the higher self. So if she wants to be heard, she will scream. So the body and the higher self are one. And yeah. this is phenomenal because we're so accustomed to seeing the identity stand in the way and seeing the person. But this little girl. Her and a higher self are one. We're really getting to see that manifest when she wants to bring love, when she is a message. It comes through that four-month-old little body. And, and this is the new human being that we're getting to see. It's really quite remarkable. Yes, and I think they're coming in, a lot of them, you know, much more evolved and much more aware of consciousness and not allowing it to be stripped away. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. There's a very advanced level of being coming in and choosing their parents very, very carefully so they can nurture and support that. It was something that was previously not possible, wasn't possible 20 years ago. Um, this little one's come in and said, no, I'm coming in through you guys. You're a beautiful family. You're going to keep me um, intact. So basically she has no ego, and that is really rare. So we've got something amazing coming into the planet at the moment. Mm. And, and necessary too, extremely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, very much. We we have to make changes, or we're not going to have a planet. So yeah, that that exactly. is uh, yeah exactly. Now, when you uh, speak about the ego in your book, you know, to me, when we sit in stillness, uh, meditation, or being in the zone, you know, if you're gardening, or even if you're just folding laundry or something, any practice that doesn't really require a lot of brain activity. To me, I, I think that we're accessing our, our inner beings or our higher selves or our authentic self, however someone would want to word that. And that is our truth. And the ego comes into play when we focus on the outward part of our lives, controlling the situation, seeking approval or attention from others. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. The ego, you're absolutely right. The ego gets triggered under, under several circumstances. And I think for people out there listening, we just need to, need to just clarify you know, the higher self, as you said, T beautifully, the higher self is truth. It is a timeless, all-knowing, self-aware energy. Whereas the ego is exactly the opposite. It is the past. It only occupies the past. Everything it tells you is based in the past. And, you know, it gets spurred on when wherever we're about to grow and we're about to see ourselves as bigger and um, when we're about to see the truth of who we are. So 
you know, it's an important reality because most people are brought up thinking that that fear, that anger, that self-doubt is them. And so they start relating to themselves as that and start making decisions based on that. But yeah, we really need to start educating, especially the kids, there is that two levels of consciousness, the higher self and the ego, but it's your conscious awareness that is going, needs to choose which one it's going to listen to in any, each moment. Very important. Yes, it is important because, as you said, the ego seems to foster what you refer to as standalone thinking, which that might provide solutions in the short term, but ultimately it creates long-term problems. So the more we access that space between the gaps, that stillness of the wholeness of our brains, the more I would think we would come up with solutions that are viable and not just for ourselves, but for the greater good. I would think that would almost instill that in people to go toward that because you're really separating the ego out and you're not sitting in stillness just for your own desires. Yeah, well, this is, this is a big thing that we're teaching. So not only, as you said, do we draw on the higher self for our own highest good, but the answers that the higher self brings to us is taking into consideration the collective highest good. So when we move, say, away from our personal issues and we start using the higher self for business, for government, for the environment, the higher selves are bringing in the most sublime intelligence to solve problems in the here and now and in the long term. So nothing is affected in the ecology or humanity. Everything's sublime. And this is a big thing of mine is to be bringing that higher self-intelligence into the leadership of the world because they're making decisions from their egos. And this is why we keep having history. This is why history keeps repeating itself. Oh, absolutely. And it's very unfortunate too. Yes. Because people just don't pay attention. They're not aware. I think there's a whole shift happening now about awareness and books like yours are necessary for people to read so that they can actually understand it. And, you know, your book is not academic in the way it reads at all. It is a story and yet it's educational and informative, but it's easy to understand. And, and I will say this, you know, a lot of people will think, okay, well, what are the exercises that you need to do? Because you do provide exercises in your book to help people to, to do this. But I, I really need to stress that you need to read the book and not just go to the exercises because I don't really think if you don't read the book and you just go to the exercises, I don't think you'll get it. No, look, the, it's the context. People need to have that, that. Just reading those pages is part of raising their vibrational frequency, heightening their intuition so that the, by the time they do get to the, the exercises, they're at the same resonance of frequencies and exercises so they work for them. It's very important. Yes. It's a great point. Yeah, really great point. Yeah, it really is because, you know, when I flipped through it, I thought, oh, okay, there's exercises in the back. And I always read a book from cover to cover. I don't bother, you know, trying to do something because I want it, I figure I won't know what they're talking about. And as I read it, I tried to figure out, would I have known what this was had I not read? And, yeah, you would have gotten a little bit of it, but you would not get the whole thing. It wouldn't work for you. And that's, when, that's sad because people do that and they say, oh, it didn't work for me. Well, if you don't do it properly, it's not going to work for you. You need to actually yeah. do it properly so it will. Mm. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, one of the things that, that you also mentioned was uh, having big thoughts so that we start having big experiences. And the, the big thoughts that you have to me are akin to affirmations. You know, some that you mentioned are, 
I am worthy of greatness. I am pure creativity. I am the creative force in my life. I am connected to all things. There is infinite intelligence available to me. Everything I see is a part of me and loving myself is reflected in my world back to me. And those are really wonderful, big thoughts. But I would like to ask if it's fair to say, if somebody doesn't feel them, if you don't feel those thoughts, they're not going to believe them. And just thinking the thoughts is not going to change anything for them. They really have to feel into it. Do you agree with that? Well, yes. Yes. Those thoughts that are there, they're not intended to be affirmations. So it's good you picked up on that. What, what that's saying is when you see the truth about who you are, when you've seen through all the past experiences and all the limiting beliefs that you have, you will have big thoughts. And it's having those big thoughts from that authentic space, as you said, they'll feel into it, they'll actually believe that, that is what's going to create the big experiences. And I, I wholeheartedly agree. The affirmations are completely um, powerless on the top of all the layers and layers of self-doubt. They'll bring you out of your ego a little bit, but they won't create that, that, that they won't have that creative power yeah, whilst they're on top of self-doubt as opposed to if you have those, those big thoughts and they're your true self that's when you'll create big things. And you'll know it because it is a knowing. So your book is appropriately titled. When you, you can think something, but if you don't have that knowing feeling, you know, you can think, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. But if you don't know it in your gut, it probably won't. It, there's a difference between thinking and actually knowing. And I think people tap into the all-knowing every once in a while by mistake, they don't realize they did it. They're just saying, oh, no, I know that's going to happen. Even, even something as simple as buying a raffle ticket and someone saying, oh, I know I'm going to win that car, and then you find out six weeks later they did. They had a knowing. They tapped in. And, and I feel to bring up on that one, T, that you know, people go, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if I believe that. I'm not sure if this law of attraction works or if I really am affecting my reality. Well, here's something to think about. Think about the things that you do know, like things never work out for me, men can't be trusted, mm-hmm. you know. All those things that you know, you will see that you experience every single one of those. So you are affecting that ability to create, to manifest. You're bringing it in by the things that you know. Unfortunately, that happens to be negative. Right. So it works both ways. So people are, and we're all creating, and this is what a lot of people don't understand, but if you really want to create what you want, you do need to change what you believe on the inside, not on the conscious level, but what you really truly believe. And, and you need to make it as positive as possible, and probably the easiest way to get started down that road, it was for me, was to go to the place of gratitude and just see how you can be grateful and stir up that feeling in your heart center because then you know what it's like to feel your desire. And if you feel it, then it is obtainable. But if you don't feel it, you know, you can say, well, you know, I want to go climb Mount Everest. Now I can say that. There's no way in God's green earth I'm ever going to do that, okay? (laughs) I mean, I know that. Yeah. But if I say, oh, yeah, I'll do that someday, it's not going to happen. I have to feel it and want it. And then you automatically take action toward that because you're really feeling it and knowing it in your gut. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And and something I want to add to that is um, 
We're at the point now where the energy supports a direct connection with the higher self. And so, so I guess my, my biggest, if, if the biggest thing I'd like people to take away from this conversation is that if you want to move from where you are now into a different place, whether it's financially, spiritually, health-wise, or in a relationship, you must, this is underlined, you know, capital bolded, you must connect to your higher self. Because without the higher self, you do not know what the truth is. We're left with the ego and what it has to say, our belief systems. But the minute we know the truth, the minute we get the lesson about the here and now, the experience shifts. But without the truth, there is no growing, there is no shifting. So the single most important thing every human being needs to do is access the higher self. Yes. And to try to practice, and in your book you give specific practices that people can do daily and I would say give it a month. It usually takes 21 to 28 days to form a habit. So don't do it for a week and say, ah, it didn't work for me because it took years to get these limited beliefs, you know, ensconced in your body so that yeah. you, you feel it. And you need to get rid of them. It's going to take some time. And this book provides the tools in order for you to get rid of that and turn it around so that you're not – because basically what it comes down to is we're judging ourselves because we've been told you're not good enough – you can't do that, you, you know, you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough, you're not tall enough, you're not thin enough, you're not this, you're not that. Everything is wrong. I really don't like that word wrong. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what we end up believing because it's been ingrained in us. It's been told to us so many times. So it's hard to make that shift, especially for people who are new to this and they just want to make changes but they don't see it. But your point is excellent in that just look at what has been happening. You didn't want to do this and – something to happen and it did you didn't want something else to happen and it did so actually what you focus on does indeed grow now just turn it around and change the statement so that you don't have such a fixed mindset and you can be more you know open-minded yeah it, it, it's one of the biggest things that we've learned too that i want to share on that is that a lot of people go oh you know my beliefs don't change they're hardwired or people never change and i want to give a little secret on that because that's not the truth What's missing from changing or rewiring or programming is the truth. Now, the truth isn't an affirmation. It's not wishful thinking. It's not what everyone else thinks. The truth is knowing exactly from your higher self what you need to know. So say, for example, uh, do we have any callers on who we could work with at all? I could do a quick demo with them or anyone, anyone you think of that's struggling at the moment, I can tune in and I can bring a truth to light here or anything you'd like to ask. I'll do a, I'll do a demo of... You can do me because uh, right now there's nobody raising their hand in the chat room. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, cool. So is, okay, so I can just have a look and I can look at an area or is there a particular question or area you want me to look at for you? Um, go, ahead, go ahead and look at um, business. For, you know, okay, uh, business. Career. So growing your business, is that... Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we go in and we go, okay, so we can look at what's the limiting belief holding T back from growing her business. And the biggest limiting belief that shows up immediately is, but I want it to be available and accessible to everyone. Can you feel that? Oh, yeah, I know it. <laughs> yeah, right? You, you, you nailed so, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is the, currently the biggest limiting belief stopping T's business from growing in the way it can be. Now, 
if we don't check in with the higher self, we just go, yeah, you know, that's fair enough. That's okay. I'll just keep that going. But what we can do now, if we go back to his higher self, we're going to get the truth. So give me a sec. Let's go. Okay. Your higher self comes back with, yes, but only those who are ready. Okay. Yeah. That's a different truth. So the only way you can shift that belief from I want it to be able to everyone is if you know the truth, not some coaching metaphor or some, you know, some cliche comment. You go to the higher self. So that's the first thing she says. She goes, yes, but only for those who are ready. So I go, okay, well, what else does T need to know in order to get to that? Let's have a look. Your products, your services have an activation ability to them. But they can only activate those who are already at a particular frequency. Now, if you focus your energy, your intention on your business being available to everyone, okay, mm -hmm. what happens yes. is, is all this energy that goes nowhere. Because 90% of the people that you are, have in that kind of net are not ready yet. They're ready for okay. things like Landmark Forum or Anthony Robbins or whatever it might be. But what the message is, is if you only focus your intention that your business is for those at that frequency that are ready for the activation, then all of a sudden there's this magnetic effect that you bring only those people in. So the growth is just geometric. And that's wonderful because, you know, in this country we have so many health care issues and, and this type of health care is not covered under insurance. So I'm always trying to think of the people who can't afford it and what can I do for them because they need it. So I'm actually projecting and thinking they need it. They need it. Well, maybe they don't and they're not ready. So you bring up a very valid and good – you nailed it. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, it, it's very different when you hear the truth to some kind of opinion. And this is what I'm saying. When we can tap into the higher self, we can get the exact truth. And it's that that expands us. It's that that fulfills us and that's what moves us forward. And that is something we can all do. I'm sure there are people who are thinking, well, I can't do that. I, you know, I think that it would take too long or be too hard or you have to be a psychic. And, oh, and I will bring them up again because there are some psychics and mediums who are quite accurate. I, I know one in particular who is so accurate it's almost scary. She is so accurate. She's better than anyone I've seen on TV. She nails it every time with full names. It's crazy good. But I believe that they are most definitely connected to all-knowing because how else could they, how otherwise would they be able to be so accurate? How well, look, they... T, I, I make this joke, you know, it's so funny to me because you've got, you know, we've had the psychics around for a long time and you've got a lot of scientists who are trying to debunk the psychics mm. and saying that it's not real, it's not true. But the scientists are also saying, Everyone needs to know that we're only using 5 to 10% of the brain. But we right. don't know how to use the rest. And I always joke, it's like, well, go look at the psychics that you keep criticizing because they're the ones using their whole brain. And that's what it looks like. Yes. And they've done and, tests. They've done tests well, and they see the brain activity. Yeah, well, this is it. We, we, we are all, whether you call it psychic, supersensory, all-knowing, um, you know, we are all that. The brain has been designed to accommodate the higher self, so it perceives information, perceives thought frequencies, and it's not just open to the higher self thought frequencies, it's open to others. But that's, 
the higher selves are all connected and all the information is all one and available to us. So we're, we all have that ability, absolutely. Yes, and it's, un- it's unfortunate because sometimes people, I think the easiest way to probably start and people think it's so difficult is through stillness and meditation to try to get used to the fact that you're feeling the energy because you need to be still to feel it. You can't be running around with all this monkey mind, you know, going on and, and feel the energy that you're trying to utilize to help you move forward. But people will say, but I don't have time to sit still. You know, you have time to text on your magic phones, then you have three minutes a day to sit and be still. And that's all it might take is three minutes to get you to, I know because tests have been done that it only takes three minutes to get yourself into a state of stillness so that you can begin to heal. So if that's what it takes to get into a state of stillness for healing, to initiate healing, I would think that it would take that and no longer to get to a place where you could start to initiate access to your higher self. Well, that's right. That's right. And so this is what we say. We say, Read the all-knowing diary. Go through the exercises because you're going to learn stillness in under 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then why not start asking the questions into that space to your higher self so that the stillness becomes a very productive exercise. And, you know, see, it is unfortunate. We do have people that say, I don't, I don't have time to talk to my higher self. And it's so, it's so ridiculous to me because it's like when you don't talk to yourself, then your whole life is consumed by unnecessary learning experiences. But when you do talk to your higher self, you cut 10 years, you compress 10 years of learning curves into one month or into a year. So you, you, you just create at the speed of light, you know. So to not have time to talk to your higher self, that would be the ego talking, and I wouldn't be paying any attention to that. It's called self-sabotage, and that's self-sabotage at the highest level. And that's the people who aren't ready. Yeah, well, and they're, they're not the ones ready for your products. There you go. That's right. They're not the ones that want my CD or want to come in for a have, to have a healing treatment, an energy therapy treatment. No, there's not. And this is, you know, this has been a big thing. We create, we've got a whole team of what we call all-knowing universal intelligence mentors. We train them to, be, to do what I've just done with you, tap into subconscious and high self. And, um, you know, we've, we've had to teach everyone that, you know, yes, the whole planet might need this, but the whole planet ain't ready. And there's certain tiers that are ready for certain frequencies. And that's, every, you know, and, and there is somebody um, offering a service at every level of those tiers. And if we focus on what we're here to do best, then, hey, everything just, everything begins to flourish. Now, I noticed on your website that you do offer courses and you do teach people how to become mentors. Uh, where are your courses offered? Most of them seem to be in L.A., Malibu, San Diego uh, that I saw, you know, on the site recently. Yeah, current, current, what we're doing at the moment is we, um, our live courses are pretty much on the coast here in, in L.A. and San Diego. Um, we are just, we've got some online courses that will be coming live within the next month so people will be able to do that online as well. So, yeah, our, our main training um, currently is live, uh, but, People will be able to access that online shortly as well. And okay, so will they? So they'll be able to take the courses uh, online. About how long does it take for them to actually get through a course to become, let's say, a, a mentor? Ah, uh, okay. Well, a mentor is pretty much one of the most advanced programs that we offer. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, that's. If I was to look at it, we've got uh, probably probably about a month and a half all up of training. Okay. That's not that's not straight contact hours 
That includes right. a lot of practical and um, a few, uh, probably about five, five or six contact days, and then the rest is all practical. It's very, very fast, but you know some people take a little bit longer because we take them through what's called a self-mastery program. And a self-mastery is where we're really working to have your higher self be integrated in your, in your body and in your mind so that you're not having to kind of sit and meditate and access information. The answers are just there. So we go through quite a rigorous self-mastery program before we get people into being mentors and offering help to others. I would think this would help anyone in any Absolutely. business. I mean, I can see how this would help me in my work, and people might say, well, yeah, you're an energy therapist. Of course it's going to help you. But I can see how this would help people, as you said before, you know, leaders of the world, the people on Wall Street, the people who are messing everything up. You know? <laughs> Let's yeah. get them in so they can straighten it out properly. Well, this, this is it. You're absolutely right. Every single industry needs this. There's not one industry out there, as much in the spiritual industry as it is in the um, engineering or the medical profession. Every industry needs to be drawing on the intelligence from the higher self. Otherwise, we're going to keep imploding. You know, I'm working right now on my certification for applied positive psychology. It's very interesting. I love the class. And people have said, you know, it's like on the fringe of spirituality. And I said, you know what? Applied positive psychology is indeed spirituality but nobody wants to say the word but you know they just don't want to say it because they don't want to mix it up and, and have it become a pseudoscience when in actuality it's becoming part of the arm of the the psychology and psychiatry industry because people are finally realizing what is going on with the brain and and how it interplays and that you can make changes and shifts so that it is better which only is like a step behind what you're doing what you're doing is like further beyond that. So I'm looking at this thinking, oh, I'll get finished with this certification in April. Maybe I'll start taking this because it just seems to me that this would be helpful to anyone across the board. It doesn't matter who you are. And I'm wondering, do you offer programs for children? Yes, we do. We have a program called Intuition for Kids. So we're teaching kids how to access their all-knowing self in about two hours. And it is beautiful. You watch these kids and they start giving messages to their parents and to the other adults in the room. It's mind-blowing. You know, I, can I tell a quick story to you? Yes, absolutely. I, I have a four-year-old son, and, and you can imagine being surrounded by us all the time. He's, he's a very connected being. Um, so when he was one-year-old, when he was just one, he was barely walking, I was in the kitchen and he was kind of just crawling around and I was needing to clean up the kitchen and I was looking for the, uh, the Wedex, the sponge, I don't know what you call it, chucks or something. And, mm-hmm. um, and I wouldn't say anything out loud. And I was just thinking inside my head, I said, I, I really need to find this. And about five seconds later, I feel this tap on my leg and I look down, it's my one-year-old son holding up a whole roll of those blue chucks wipes. Mm. He, he hears your thoughts. He is so connected. And, and these kids, it doesn't take much to get them to that level of connection. So, yeah, we do. But like you said, this, this mental program that we have, we're teaching school teachers, we're teaching doctors, we're teaching life coaches, we're teaching everyone, psychologists, because you can sit and analyze somebody's mind and their thoughts, or you can tap in in a split second, as I demonstrated before, you can see exactly what's holding them back and you can get exactly the truth from their higher self. That's the ultimate. Well, I was going to ask you. I'd love you to do our program. I'd love you to come in and and do that. uh, Yeah, I would too. I mean, I really would. And and I I was going to ask you, is this in school systems? So you're teaching teachers. So actually it is going into school systems. But here's something, and you probably have already thought of it. Are you 
going to, have you thought about or have you already done it, and I'm just totally unaware, written a book for children? I'm, you know what? You're so funny. I'm three weeks away from finishing it. <gasps> and then you'll come back, right? <laughs> I would love to. I'll send you a copy, and then I'd love to talk about that one. You're going to love it. I mean, because really, that's where it all needs to start. Because it need, yeah. they can't just come out of the womb and just keep making them, you know, the way we are. We need to start fresh and, and bring in a whole new batch and have changes made that are going to be formidable down the road. Well, that's, well, that's it. And this is why it's so important. You know, my wife's written a book called Natural Pain-Free Birth, A Soul's Journey to Earth. Um, she's had two pain-free births now. Uh, she's tapped into the, the soul in the womb, the higher self, and got the instructions on how to have a pain-free birth. So she's teaching mums and dads how to stay connected during birth. And now we're teaching a parenting course called Profound Parenting to teach parents because we've got to tackle it from both ends. We've got to not only teach the kids how to be connected, but we've got to teach mum and dad so we don't have mum and dad, you know, imprinting all the kids with their limiting beliefs. So, yeah, we need to be coming at it from, from multiple angles for sure. Yeah, it has to be a team thing. And I think yeah. that some school systems probably would be much more, you know, amenable to this than others because you know if if people just aren't you know it's funny people dismiss things before they understand them and yet nobody dismisses the fact that they have a magic phone that works with wi-fi not many people understand how wi-fi works but they see it and instead of seeing the differences when you talk to people sometimes they'll say oh that won't work don't dismiss it don't be so limiting until you experience it and until you have a full understanding then feel free to dismiss it because it was only 600 years ago that the world was considered flat you know and here we are on a sphere going to other spheres so you know <laughs> it's exactly what you said it was interesting what you said and you said you know that about the psychology and moving into spiritual but I don't want it to be a pseudoscience Right. Now, I'm here to say, and I've got no problem saying it, all sciences that do not draw on the intelligence or universal intelligence, the higher self, is already a pseudoscience. True. Now, that's the irony. Yes, it if, is an irony. <laughs> if you're not tapping into the intelligence that brought science together, then it is a pseudoscience. And the funny part, the really funny part, is, you know, Isaac Newton was an alchemist. I mean, come on, people. We've had them throughout history, and we take this, the quote-unquote science part out and believe that because we can prove it, but nobody wants to play with the, other, the area of the energy and, and what's going on with that because they don't fully understand it. We don't have enough people working on it, fully understanding it, to express it in a way that it is acceptable. So now that you're doing this and getting all this out there, the young people will be the ones that will, I think, forge ahead with that and prove that, yes, metaphysics is just now becoming something that's considered a real science because people are seeing that there are things within it that the efficacy has been proven of over and over again. But it's difficult to do that. So I applaud you for all of your efforts because it has to be difficult to do this. You're, you're a pioneer in getting this out there. And I think some people just, you know, you, you're going to be knocked down in a few places, but I know you just in seeing you. There was something about you at the INAPS conference. You're just, you're glowing, and it's, no, he's going to move this ahead. We just know. We can see that he's going to move this ahead. It's like you're the one to do it. Thank you. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. You know, look, I've got to say, someone's got to do it. You know, someone's got to do it. And, and what else am I going to do? You know, I think my wife said to me the other day, what else would you do? Yeah, you know, <laughs> so there you go. 
you're doing your path, you know? Oh, my goodness. We are almost out of time, Daniel. But before we go, I would really love it if you would tell everyone how they may learn more about you and your work and how they may purchase your book, The All-Knowing Diary. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. The best thing, if you go to the website, allknowingdiary.com, that's allknowingdiary.com, have a look what we're up to with some amazing programs there. You can buy the book from the site or from Amazon on Kindle or, or paperback. And, uh, you know, the book, it's more than a book. It's a home study course where you get to learn how to access all-knowing uh, and what could, be, what could be more special than that and what could be more valuable than that. So, um, T, thanks so much for having me on, and, and uh, thank you. I hope to speak to you again soon about the next book. Yes, well, we will, and you hold on for a little bit. And, yes, listeners, you know, you need to actually, when you get this book, read it from the first page to the last page, then go back and do the exercises, and, you know, keep it with you and do the exercises every day because that is what will make the difference. It's not just reading it and saying, oh, you know, okay, I read it, but nothing happened. You know, you, you want to make things happen. You have to put a little bit of effort into it. And these are not hard or difficult things to do. As a matter of fact, they're quite fun because you see a difference in what's happening immediately. And when I say immediately, I'm talking, you know, maybe it would take somebody 30 to 60 seconds. So, you know, I, it won't take that long. That's right. <laughs> Now, listeners, we also need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I have to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. And we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link to this show to everyone you know, and let them have the same opportunity that you've just had to learn and grow and make the world a better place for all of us. So, Daniel, thank you again for joining me. I very much appreciate you taking time to be here and share all of this with all of us. It's been absolutely wonderful. And um, I'll put you on hold in just a second so I can talk to you when I sign off, if you don't mind. Thanks, T. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So get out your calendar, make a note of it now so you remember to tune in. And for more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You will find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year, including upcoming Crystal Singing Bowl concerts. And if you're not in the area, then, you know, you can't make a concert. You can always go and order the CD Imagine from the site as well. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. And remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.